Hello there, and welcome back to the Average Pundits podcast, your home for all things Premier League. And today we have a very, very controversial topic to go over regarding a team in the Premier League having a ban and fine overturned by UEFA. But before we get into that topic, make sure you do subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're watching on there, or you can follow us on Spotify and Apple Music if you're listening to either of those. Follow us on our social media pages on Instagram at Average Pundits, our Twitter at Pundits Average, and also on our Facebook page, which is just The Average Pundits. If you'd like to come on uh, the, uh, the the show, please do get in contact with us on theaveragepunditsoutlook.com. Now, let's get into the podcast. Firstly, I'd like to welcome my co-host, my brother-in-arms, Joseph Brody. Hiya, mate. How you doing? Not bad, not bad. It's been, a, it's been an interesting week of football, hasn't it? Yeah, well, interesting, frustrating, a lot of different words, (laughs) the matches that have happened. Um, From my end, extremely frustrating last night, seeing United held to a two-all draw. Um, That's something which, uh, if if you want to know my my full interest on that, you can check out um, the Average Pundits Twitter and our personal Twitters. There will be plenty of opinions on there. But this episode, we are devoting entirely to Manchester City and this controversial overturning of their ban. I didn't see this one coming at all, Reese. Tut, 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 Manchester City. You've gone away with a slap wrist here. Um, I think that UEFA have... I mean, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of controversial things that people are saying but, about it, but uh, to give just the overview, basically Manchester City got in, into a bit of hot water earlier on this year with UEFA uh, in threats to actually ban them for, for two years. Uh, out of the Champions League uh, over complications due to money uh, that didn't actually come from ticket sales and, and and stuff like that. It came directly from their sponsors, but it was disguised as that. But it was actually coming from their owners, as the owners own Etihad, who are obviously are sponsoring Manchester City. So uh, UEFA went to a ruling and um, they, it got overturned. Uh, but uh, Manchester City still have to pay a fee of a, a fine of nine million pounds which is still strange seen as surely if they were not guilty they wouldn't have to pay the fine well essentially what what i think's happened is they've been found guilty to an extent and then a team of lawyers have somehow tried like found a loophole in the system so i think they've managed to get out of it and clear their name maybe maybe it wasn't to the extent which most people thought it was because the whole idea of financial fair play you know they want to make sure that the money that clubs spend on transfers and, and, and stuff like that is actually coming from the earnings of the club because billionaire owners could, you know, flood absolutely unload, you know, unknown to untold amounts of money into a club. And then they could have, you know, like James Bond villain-esque status where they're <laughs> completely untouchable in their, you know, massive palace. Um, but essentially financial fair play is supposed to come in and limit that. You know, there are definitely clubs which are wealthier than, 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 than others. But financial fair play comes in and stops again to silly season, which we have seen already with transfers, you know, well breaking over 100, 200 million like Neymar, uh, Kylian Mbappe's transfer, Coutinho, Dembele. You know, there's lots of other big names around world football where a lot of money's uh, coming to play for transfers. So I think financial fair play maybe needs a bit of a rejig. But either way, they've looked at this Manchester City case and they've said, you know what, they're actually okay. We'll let them compete in Europe, pay the yeah nine million pounds, ten million euros. It was just to, you know, smooth over the over the cracks, and then we'll we'll try and move on. Um, it's left a lot of people extremely, extremely unhappy, especially 
the English clubs competing for those European spots because with Manchester City banned out of Europe in the second position, it meant that three, four and five would be the Champions League spots in the Premier League uh, with Liverpool already securing the first place and then a couple of uh, Europa League spaces going further down, um, which could have been interesting to see, could have given a, a few different clubs a chance, but Manchester City dodge a bullet and they're back in action, Reese. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as you say, the managers around the Premier League uh, have not exactly taken to it. Well, I mean, some have taken to it lightly, but one in particular has come out uh, you know, and, and not really uh, admired the decision of UEFA, and that's Tottenham boss Jose Mourinho, who, uh, who says, and I quote, if you're not guilty, you shouldn't have a fine. I don't know if Manchester City are guilty or not, but either way, it is a disgraceful decision. And it just touches on what I said at the beginning of the podcast, where the you know, if you do have a fine, then you are guilty to an extent. And I mean, surely that the ban, I mean, to, to a guy that Sheikh Mansour is, he earns that eight million in a day, not even that, like a couple hours. That is chump change to the, to, to, to that man. And for, for, for them to slap on a silly fine like that, it should have been hundreds of millions of pounds. Not just eight eight million. Yeah, I, I heard that. I heard that thing about the Mansour earned that much money in like the space of a few hours, and I was thinking that's that's absolutely obscene. But obviously, it is known. You know, there are people out there who are worth that much money, and Manchester City have one of the wealthiest, if not the wealthiest, football owner in in, in world football. You know, there's a couple of others who could maybe rival him, but uh, he's certainly the wealthiest in the Premier League. So. I mean, all smiles for Manchester City fans. I mean, their club gets to compete in Europe. They're still in the Champions League this season. Um, and, you know, it's it's the it's the one trophy at the moment which Pep is chasing above all else. You know, he really wants European success with Manchester City. It's, it's something that's a club they've never had. And they've been building on it for quite a long time. Uh, with Liverpool winning the Champions League, you know, it's brought uh, European football back to England and shown that, you know, um, English teams, you know, they, they have a bit of fight in them. So I think Liverpool have definitely driven a, a new wave in, into the Champions League, you know. I mean, two finals Liverpool had. I mean, that's further than Manchester City have had in their entire span at top of the world football. And that's just been in the past couple of couple of years. So I feel like now that they've got this opportunity, it's, it's going to, Pep's going to be like, OK, right, no messing around now. We've really dodged a bullet here. In terms of, he's obviously not the one who's been uh, messing around with the money, but um, that's something that the, the board needs to sort out. But I think now Pep feels, you know, we've really kind of dodged a bullet here. So I think next season, I wouldn't be surprised if the Champions League is Manchester City's uh, leading trophy and they're going to throw everything they have at it. But um, at the moment, as a as, as a, a, a top six club fan, as a United fan, I'm sure you as a Liverpool fan as well, it leaves a bit of a bitter taste in your mouth to see a club seemingly be so guilty and somehow get away with it. Yeah, and I mean, it, do, it does you know, bring into consideration that uh, an interesting point that uh, Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp uh, has said on it, and he it does give an advantage to Manchester City to go for the Premier League next season if they weren't actually in the Champions League, because that gives them 12 games potentially less than any other team fighting for that title. So it would give a disadvantage to Liverpool, uh, potentially Manchester United, uh, Chelsea, and I was going to say Arsenal, but who are we kidding? <laughs> um, but it, it would 
it would be such an advantage to Man City that they would run run away with the league. And like you say, Pep Guardiola does seek Champions League glory. So for for Manchester City fans, it means that they don't have these big players that are going to leave. You know, Kevin De Bruyne, you know, going away and seeking Champions League glory. Uh, Sergio Aguero, Raheem Sterling, because there was there was talks of Raheem Sterling going to Real Madrid. That looks less likely now. Uh, Pep Guardiola said that they were going to have a mutual, um, you know, mutual decision to leave the club, or Pep was just going to leave if he if he wasn't able to play Champions League football, which is fine because of Pep's stature in in a manager. But I think that this is this is as you say, it's they have got off so lucky, and they've they've basically got off with a smack bottom here. It's 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 absurd. It's it's a golden ticket. It's a complete golden ticket. It's financial bannings and and and, and transfer bans and you know and the bans from competing in Europe and everything. I mean, if you go go rewind like twenty years, ten years, twenty years, you know, this was unknown in football. It's it's the new kind of realm that we exist in now. Obviously, with inflation over the last few years, transfer fees have gone from ridiculous to astronomical to absolutely unthinkable. Um, the amount of you know the amount of money we've seen for, for for fees in recent years, I I I don't I do not think it will be long until we see Neymar's fee beaten. I think it will be only one man to do it, but I feel like Kylian Mbappe one day. I feel I feel like Real Madrid are going to come knocking, and I feel like that's going to be the fee to beat it. You're looking at like 250 plus for him. You genuinely are, and I don't think that's far away. So you know. Clubs that do get affected by this, they can, you know, they can bounce back. I mean, we've seen clubs have bans in various different proportions and then come back after after the ban and do absolutely brilliantly. I mean, in terms of the Premier League, I mean, Chelsea had the transfer ban for an entire season. And during that transition period, Sarri goes and Lampard comes in. And during that time, Lampard has done pretty well. And you've seen now they've just got themselves out of a, of a transfer ban. Slightly different to what City were facing, but they've got themselves out of a transfer ban and their mind is straight to returning to the top and, and they're, they're signing elite players. You know, they're trying to work with the players they've built this season and then develop them by bringing in talent around them to boost their natural abilities. It's great to see, you know, in terms of what, what Chelsea are planning on. You know, it's, if you're a Chelsea fan, it's, it's got to be really, really, really good after seeing you know, a, a severe lack of players come in during that ban. But Manchester City's ban essentially was being, not, not not just not being allowed to sign players, I mean, that's one thing, but it's not being able to compete in a competition which with a club of your stature that you have grown yourself, you know, in a very short period of time, they really should be competing in. And people were saying, we're going to see Sterling go, we're going to see De Bruyne go, you know, Sane already left. And they, people were thinking there was going to become this mass exodus of City. I don't necessarily think that was going to happen. I'm pretty sure they were going to retain a lot of the players. But I thought maybe, if anything, if this ban was going to have anything happen to it, it would re- be reduced down to a year ban. Um, a year ban seemed more realistic. When, when the two-year ban was was first pitched, everyone was like, oh my god, brilliant, City are out of Europe for two years, that's awesome. But I felt like a, a one-year ban was maybe more realistic. But <laughs> to, go from, to go from a certain ban to only nine million to pay, you know, it's it's not bad at all. And BBC BBC Sport they uh, they reported that um, on the Tuesday where Mourinho called the decision disgraceful, um, they spoke to Guardiola as well, and he said, uh, direct quote, uh, "What we have done is right. Jose and all the managers should know that we were damaged. We should be apologised to. 
I'm incredibly happy for the decision, which shows what all the people said about the club was not true, and to defend on the pitch what we won on the pitch. So he's basically saying that, you know, he's happy that all this nonsense is out of the way and he's happy to get back to football, which is, you know, a very good stance, isn't it, from Pep? But I feel like it's going to take a bit of a knock, you know. They're going to have, I, I don't think they're quite out of the firing line of judgment yet. I think a few more questions are going to be asked, especially by some of the uh, upper managers in the Premier League. I wouldn't be asking questions 100%. Like, I, I don't think Manchester City are owed anything. They're not owed an apology. They're not owed any, anything. They have come under the financial fair play rule and they've been penalised by it. They should be penalised more for it. And I think any fan that doesn't believe in that is in denial. They're, they're, they're deluded. And I think that Manchester City being let off this lightly, in Jose's words, is a disgrace. There's no apology that's needed for, for, for Pep Guardiola and, and Manchester City. Uh, we, we saw PSG go through the same thing. And like the, the, it's, it's clearly the parallels are there between PSG and Manchester City. They're both clubs that are exploiting their owner's wealth to get to the top of, 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 of the football league. It's, it's, it's not right. I mean, their, their transfer history shows them everything. This past season gone, they've spent over, like about 90 million more than they've brought in for players. And they don't bring in that much more in ticket ticket and, and, and kit, kit, uh, kit sales. So where's this profit coming from? So it, it's obviously coming from somewhere. And I think a may, maybe a year ban would have been, you know, the best option to go for. Uh, but like with Manchester City now, they can they feel like they can get they can get away with anything. They paid about sixty million for Rodri. Uh, they bought they spent like fifty million on a, on a backup uh, right back in Halkinsello. Uh, they spent 150 million this summer uh, on players that they won't need, and they only, you know, 60 million only left. What's the? There's 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 no regulation, so th- this just shows that t- 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 to some teams that you can do this and get away with it, and it's sort of just like it's going to end up, like, as you say, the fees of pl- players with the next generation are going to be extortionate. And we, we come from the beginning of the, of the last decade in 2010, seeing Ronaldo go for it. Like we thought 80 million was, was, was big. And then wait till Kylian Mbappe does go to Real Madrid and everyone's going to be shocked. I don't think it's far away. I don't think it's far away. I really don't. The way the the market, you know, has gone over the past few years. I A lot of people have said that the, the, the coronavirus will have affected transfer fees and the transfer market and, Maybe players won't ne- won't necessarily go for maximum fees. Like we've already seen Timo Werner go for fifty million, which I thought was an absolutely incredible fee, and the same kind of price uh, for Leroy Sane going to Bayern Munich. So there's already a couple of signs that potentially there could be lasting effects from this. But in my opinion, the big clubs, they, I don't think too much will change. I still think they'll have the money to spend, and you know. Um, I heard an interesting point of a friend of mine made the other day. He said that, oh, well, why don't every club just start spending whatever the hell they want now, you know, because what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, let's spend 300 million in a window. We'll get a slap on a wrist and we'll say, oh, yeah, you're banned from the Champions League for a couple of years. And we'll just do what City did. We'll hire a few hire a few lawyers. It'll get reduced down to nothing. We'll just pay 9 million extra. Why not? We have the money. And bang, we're back competing in the Champions League with an absolutely brilliant squad. And... I listen. I listen to that point. I mean, I understood the sentiment from it because it's like, yeah. I mean, you know, if 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 City can get away with it, why can't anyone? And it's it's these scenarios that you hear about that you really have to hope that there's nothing else going on in you know going on at play. You have to hope that 
UEFA really did make a mistake and maybe they looked at it wrong as opposed to the more sinister option, which would be, you know, get get your tinfoil hats on and conspiracy theory books out of that city, uh, you know, bribing all the officials and they're bribing the board and they're bribing the UEFA officials and stuff like that, which, you know, is definitely a lot more, um, a lot more conspiracy theorist um, orientated, but when things like this happen, it's really hard not to go to that point. I think. Yeah, uh, definitely. And uh, I, I, th- I think that the the case for Man City was was too open. I think everyone was expecting City to to be basically dead under the water at this point. And I think that with this shocking turn of events, that a lot of fans are questioning the integrity of the UEFA banning system. And uh, I, I did see a point on on Twitter the other day that I think would be very good for uh for the premier league and it's something that the nba do and it's a salary cap salary cap on all teams so that they can only have a certain amount so they're not running away with the with titles yes it's obviously going to be you know a bigger amount because of you know the amount of players that you need you can have certain you know good players but it only allows for like instead of a a whole team of world-class players that you bought in for 100 million each uh, rather than that, you've got a team that's worth half of that, which I don't think is a bad idea whatsoever. I think that that's completely fine. Like with with that in play, you have some teams that obviously they don't have the financial backing because of their owners. They don't have a lot of that money, or they don't have the big fan base. They've come up from the championship, but it does give that extra chance to those teams that are just not quite there yet like Wolves like Leicester maybe gives a chance to Everton or you know if, if we finally see this Newcastle takeover we see them you know make it make a run for the title it makes it such an even playing field and it makes the league just way more entertaining because at the moment we see a, t- a couple teams at the top and it's not going to slow down because like, unless these teams start pulling money from elsewhere they're not going to be able to compete it's going to turn into la league it's going to turn into league un where psg just have a monopoly over the entire league and i think that's where the premier league going to start going to start losing fans and i think that's going to be where uh you know people are going to start losing interest yeah certainly i don't think like we said in the podcast i don't think we've heard the last of people's opinions on this decision i feel like it's going to drift on quite a while now um I think my main grievance, the only thing that that really does suck for me, I I feel like United, Leicester and Chelsea, I mean, that little competition that they're in for that those Champions League spots in third and fourth, is um, that's going to be a very interesting one to follow for the rest of the season. Um, and I feel like, I feel pretty confident United will, will, will get the Champions League football. I think um, I think it might be end up being United and Chelsea. Um, and with uh, Leicester maybe just missing out, but I feel like it's, that's going to be really interesting. But this Manchester City ban did allow for possibly two years to have some, and you know, another club go back into the Champions League and another club go into the Europa League, which is, um, you know, a lot of the time for 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 like a mid-table club, you know, if they have a really good season like Sheffield. It could have been absolutely incredible to see them in the Europa League, you know. And I'd imagine Sheffield pro- probably still probably going to make the Europa League, but um, there are just clubs which I think would have really benefited from that extra European spot to to to, to be uh, to be made available. It brings in a whole new level of money. 
it gets a chance for the owners to be like, okay, we're, we're definitely moving up as a club now. We need to get a few more signings in to bolster the team, which would definitely make the fans happy. And also, it's a taste of what is the next step because, you know, it's happened in the past. Clubs have been able to pull a rabbit out of the hat one season and they end up with European football. I think it, it wasn't too long ago. I think it was like Southampton's second season in the Premier League when they got re-promoted. And I'm pretty sure they got into the Europa League. And, you know, they didn't expect it at all. They had a great season. And, you know, we've seen other instances of teams like that in Europe getting Europa League. So Wolves got it really fast as well. Um, and it's just essentially a, a taste to say, look, you, you performed really well. Here's a little reward for you because... We have six European spots in the Premier League. That is a, a, a lot of spots. You know, not as many European leagues are as lucky to have as many as we are. But we have six spots, you know, for our elite clubs to go and compete with the best in the world. Um, the chance to have another club go in there in, into the Europa League instead of City, you know, going into the Champions League would have been a really beneficial thing. But they've kind of rained on that parade. I think that's definitely from a... Um, a neutral interest of football and to see what it would have been like to have another club competing in Europe. But who knows, you know, I mean, at, at the same time, you could argue that the clubs who are in those sixth, seventh, eighth, you know, spots or competing for those Europa League places haven't exactly been on the finest form this season. The clubs like Arsenal, the clubs like Tottenham, whereas clubs like, you know, Wolves and Sheffield and stuff have absolutely shone. It's definitely a controversial one, but it would have been interesting to see another club in the European spot this year. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Arsenal uh, not being in the best of form, but to be honest, Manchester City have had the same amount of losses as Arsenal this season. Arsenal have just drawn more games, uh, which is a really weird statistic that I have I just I, I you know I found out today. And also one that I was supposed to mention on the last week's podcast when we were talking about Manchester United, Manchester United and Chelsea have not have, have, have lost less games than Manchester City. Uh, which is insane. So I think that Manchester City have been quite bad this season. I think this kind of did rock them because there was a there was a lot of uncertainty whether they were going to make the Champions League or not, whether they should push inside the Premier League or whether they should push inside the Champions League this year, uh, so that they can actually have one underneath Pep Guardiola to sort of certify this this big generation of Manchester City as being the golden age of Manchester City. So. It would have it would have been spectacular to see Sheffield United have Thursday nights, uh, you know, with the with with the massive flags and and the fans chanting because they have a diehard fan base that would really appreciate that. That would the the, the stocks for all those players and the team would go through the roof. The amount of players that would want to come and play under under Wilder would be. Uh, you know, it, it would go up, and Sheffield could be a destination where European football could then keep going, unless it would be one of those teams that did have European competition and sort of, you know, didn't didn't thrive that well. I mean, we saw Leicester uh, the year after they won the Premier League. They go they went into the Champions League. They did well, but they didn't do as well as, you know, people might have thought they would, you know, winning the Premier League and all, you know. The, but I, th I think it's, you know, it, it could have opened up a, a, bit, a better race for, for, the, for the fifth spot as well, racing for that fifth spot because of the second spot, is completely void. So it would have been really good to, to, to try and see, you know, the top eight and then try and have a race for, for, for the next spots. But uh, again, this, this ruling, uh, it's all just a bunch of what ifs now it's uh, Manchester city have got off the hook with it. Um, whether, whether there is true or whether it isn't, there, there might not have been Manchester city might be, it might have done all of their business completely 
completely within the, the, the legal system. And uh, UEFA might have just called them out on uh, sort of like a like a like a hunch, really. Um, you know, they thought PSG have done the same. Manchester City might have done uh, what what PSG have done, and apparently that's not the case. I think the, the the last thing which is really prominent in my mind now is obviously they've just they've managed to escape this this punishment from UEFA. They've managed to escape this financial fair play, you know, kind of guillotine hanging over their heads, and 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 they're now back competing in Europe. They're now you know not under as, as much scrutiny, but they still have to be being looked at. You know, they're going to pay this nine million, and and I feel like that's you know the, the problem's going to be like okay, yeah, it's all sorted now, but. They're still going to be looked at because it's like, like we've been saying earlier, is that they had to pay for something, so they were still guilty of something. So the fact that they paid that nine million, and they're coming into a transfer window, well, I think they need to spend money because this season, although they've been, you know, the second in the league, their attacking output has been absolutely brilliant. I think at times in the league they've lost out on some really easy to get points, which is why they fell so far behind Liverpool due to defensive errors. I feel like the left-back position and I feel like centre-back does need to be strengthened. And also, they have a couple of ageing players as well, which they may want to find reinforcements for. So, this season, especially with them also now competing in the Champions League, that is confirmed, they're going to need to spend money. And maybe not absolutely earth-shattering amounts, you know, maybe just a modest amount just to get a few players in. But they're going to need to spend money. And I, I'd imagine, knowing Pep Guardiola, he likes to get the best players in. And a club like Manchester City probably do have a shortlist with some very high-profile names on. Are they going to be able to spend the money that they feel like they need to spend in order to compete in the Champions League? Because I feel like UEFA and I feel like the financial fair play are still going to be you know, very much prominent. I feel like they're going to be looking at Manchester City just to make sure they don't slip up again. Because they've they've managed to dodge this curveball, but if they're spending absolutely shed loads this time, that punishment will come back and the ban will be even more severe. So I think Manchester City are almost treading on a tightrope now. Maybe next season could be a chance to pounce on them whilst they're not 100%. You know, they've got the attacking output, but defensive wise, if you can break the, the, the attack in the midfield and stop them scoring... You know they could lose out on a lot more points this season coming up. Yeah, I think it's a hundred percent correct. Uh, you, you've got kind of uh, it's it is it is creating that atmosphere of you know your head is going to be on a swivel no matter what, and it's going to be um, whether whether Manchester City do want to just spend freely or whether they are going to be cautious. I mean, I definitely would be if I, if I was the owner. I'd be like, you know, just careful how much money you're spending, careful what players you want. And if they are, you know, going to bring these star players in, then be careful and negotiate how much money before just spending countless money to get someone you're not really going to use. So if you can get other options that could be better for cheaper, do it. I think that's what Manchester City need. Um, cheaper alternatives uh, and maybe just better scouting. Not aimlessly throwing money and getting depth in your squad because Man City have depth, but they don't have enough. Yeah, that, that's their main criticism. It's just they need to get the players to back up those positions. And I feel like a good transfer window would have been you know, needed this summer, but maybe Pep might just need to rethink his game plan and just rejig it a little bit. 
Um, I'd love to know what anyone listening to this would uh, would say on the Manchester City situation. Please do leave a comment or get a hold of us on our social media. At Twitter, we are Pundits Average. On Instagram, we are The Average Pundits. You can find our Facebook page, Average Pundits, as well. Um, or you could get a hold of us at our business email at theaveragepundits@outlook.com. Um, we encourage as much, you know, audience interaction as possible. So if you guys want to get involved, give us our, uh, give us your opinion, please do get involved with us. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening today, guys. I think it's been a good one today, Reese. Yeah, it's it's always a pleasure to come on and uh, and talk talk football. There's uh, remember just to to keep an eye out every Wednesday at uh, around midday, twelve o'clock for. Uh, Apple Music and Spotify and 1pm for uh, for the YouTube uploads. But yeah, as Joe said, please get us get on to us at our social media pages. We'd love to hear what you think. If you are a Manchester City fan, let us know. We'll feature your opinion on the podcast whenever. So yeah, if, if you enjoyed this, please give it a like, subscribe, follow us on all of our streaming platforms and our social medias. Joe, thank you for, uh, very much for joining us here today. Thank you very much, mate. It's been a pleasure. As always, as I mentioned before, stay tuned to our uh, social media and our YouTube and our Spotify and our Apple Music for when we upload. And uh, hopefully you have enjoyed this episode. Yeah, we shall speak to you guys soon.